Usually on our Monday show, we take a deep dive into critical science topics in the news or core science literacy topics that can help you make sense of the science going on in the world around you. Unfortunately, we often have too much content in our interviews with our guest researchers to include it all in an episode. So today, we're going to give you a peek into the vault and hear an extended part of our sex binary interview with Maria Denk, a biophysical chemist, science for everyone researcher, and a proud member of the queer in STEM community in another discussion on the sidelines. So let's get right into it and talk about this sex binary in biology. Obviously, there are some things that are backed by science, but there's also obviously a lot of misconceptions. So today, let's focus on unfolding some of those misconceptions. So first question, what things between the male and female sex are not actually as different as we've been told? So I think the one thing that comes up very, very often is like hormones. So for example, I think a lot of us um, when you're like taking high school um, sexual education curriculum, you're like estrogen is the female hormone. So is progesterone. Testosterone is also the male hormone. But that's not really quite as clear as that because of the fact that everyone has a balance of these hormones. And I think this is a thing that really comes down to like um, this kind of like essentialism, binaryism that's like very enforced by people is the fact that there might be a difference on average, but the average difference is not large. So for example, even if you take like the height of an average woman versus a male, we know, for example, like males are on average taller than like females, but does that mean there's a huge difference? Not really. Like there's some really tall like females right. and there's also some really tall, like short males as well. And also like you have tons of overlap and that's kind of a lot of what really um, it's kind of there, like, yes, there might be differences, but those differences aren't as big as kind of this, like, oh, women are from Venus and, like, men are from Mars, kind of, like, total, right, yeah, um, yeah. not really even, like, supported by the evidence, and also just kind of, um, people use that as an excuse to, like, be super discriminatory, and, for example, it's, like, the entire, like, male brain, brain versus female brain, and a lot of times, like, when you're looking even at children, there is not much difference between like an infant like assigned male at birth versus like an infant that's assigned female at birth like a lot of the things we see in the brain are just more an accumulation of things over time and like the entire concept of neuroplasticity also kind of gets into the fact that like yes your brain changes over time and that can also be caused by like social things things that you do on a daily basis and again a lot of it comes down to like social expectations we've had for um, if you are female, there must, therefore you must be a woman and you must follow these kinds of expectations. So that being said, I kind of gave like a really quick crash course. We also have another podcast on, um, sex chromosomes, by the way, not to plug another episode I did, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit more complicated than people like to make it the same. I, we see a lot of like transphobia just casually being like there's only two sexes and that's also really complicated as well because we have tons of intersex people so yeah right. those are just some of the things which are not really backed by the science and kind of are wish washed around which is unfortunate that's, that's really interesting because you also even bring up like the education system there's a possibility that we've just been told these things by authority so many times that a lot of people are willing to accept it but the literal science doesn't even support it. So I guess that is a huge misconception that's perpetuated 
not just by, you know, the people around us, but even the people above us, right? Yeah, like even for me, like while I was in like school, like I was always a science and math girl. And like, I was luckily supported by wonderful teachers at my school. But I remember my mom being like, oh, like girls are not good at, as good as math and like science as boys are. And like, I'm a vengeance person. So I was like, hell not do that. I will definitely do well in math and science. Turns out oh, I am. Awesome. I am pretty decent at those things. So, yeah, I think, and that also leads to, unfortunately, like the leaky pipeline that we see in um, STEM subjects for women that unfortunately leave at faster rates because, well, you have a bit of like, oh, like women aren't meant to be in this field. And that's also perpetuated by men being like, oh, women are inferior to us and that kind of garbage that unfortunately goes on and on. Right. So could there even be like a self-fulfilling prophecy going on where there's stereotypes that are spread so often, such as, you know, like like you mentioned, right, like women are not as good at math and that leads to women feeling less confident about math, therefore performing worse at math. Do you think there's some kind of socialization? Oh, like 100%. Like even if there's not like peer-reviewed studies, I'm pretty sure we've all seen like someone who was inclined in the sciences or math, like actively discouraged or like I don't mean to pick on English teachers, but all, like oftentimes like they're women and they're also like, oh, like, it's okay. I wasn't good at math either. I'm like, no, don't say that. Everyone has the capacity to be able to do it. We just need to like help people. And I mean, I'm just using like science and math as like very stereotypical examples because I think those are like some of the things that were like, very forced gender binary. I don't know if that was the case for you at June, but I remember like a deeply being told me like, science is for boys and I was like okay that that sounds totally bs but like um unfortunately like there's tons and tons of studies saying like if you show negative stereotypes of like a minority group they're less likely to pursue it so whether that be like the sciences medicine or like other studies so on so forth it affects like both people I think even men to a certain extent kind of experience it when they're like in more um fields which are typically dominated by women as well um right but yeah i do remember like when i was growing up as well exactly what you said right science math that's for that's for men and you know english is for the girls and honestly i i also liked english class you know and you know it, it, it's just those kinds of stereotypes i know kind they, of they just don't help and like just keep like hitting that home into like girls or like very young from a young age it's just not healthy it's like why are you actively discouraging people based on like their gender identity? Like it, it's just silly. Like you wouldn't, I mean, okay, to be fair, like at least depending on the school system, some people might be like, oh, because you're of this race, like you're not as talented. It's like, like what the hell? <laughs> like, no, that, that's like literal fake news. But anyway. So, yeah, so there's a degree of intersectionality to this for sure. It's not just, you know, gender oh, identity, like, it's also race, it's everything. We'd like to thank Maria once again for sharing her insights and experiences, and to thank you again for tuning in. Remember to subscribe for more extended outtakes, new conversations, and some insightful answers to your questions about the science impacting your world. If you want to learn more about sex and gender, chromosomes, or any of the other topics we've talked about on this show, visit us on Instagram or TikTok at SciForEveryone, and on our website at scienceforeveryone.ca.
On the Sidelines is a podcast by Science for Everyone. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, June Kim, and Taneshwari Rajendran. On the Sidelines is sponsored by the University of Toronto's Student Engagement Grant.